Welcome to The Climb, the podcast where we conquer our inner mountains. I'm Natasha Wallstra, your host and guide on this transformative journey. This show is brought to you by the Inner Mountain Foundation, inspired by the work of Diane Wong, empowering women everywhere to stand up, speak out, and make a difference. Every episode, we explore a theme related to personal growth and empowerment, drawing on the experiences and insights of extraordinary women. This isn't just a listening experience. It's a call to action, an invitation to grow, and a journey of discovery. So are you ready to embark on today's climb? Let's begin. Welcome, Jade. I am so, so excited to have you here. I would love to hear who is Jade Pruitt. You know, what's your backstory? Yeah. Okay. I'm Jade. I own Hello SEO. We're a boutique SEO agency serving startups and small businesses. That's what I get to say like a thousand times a day. <laughs> I am married. I have a really cool husband. Um, we live in Columbia, South Carolina. We met in Atlanta and lived there until just about a year ago and made the move to be closer to family, uh, which was an interesting choice, but it ended up being great. I have a corgi named Loaf, who I didn't know that Natasha didn't know about until today. So cute, by the way. Oh my gosh. You just pitched Hello SEO to um, GrowCo. It's a community here in Columbia of... um, founder-led tech startups. And so pretty much everybody in the audience was excited to hear from you because what you do is so needed by everybody there. But um, I was just so impressed with your confidence, with um, your presentation skills. I mean, it was just amazing to see you do that. Is that something you're comfortable with speaking? Is this something you've learned? Like, tell me, like, how did you do it? (laughs) Okay. So a little bit of backstory. I am a member at Femex, which is a a woman-owned co-working space in Columbia. It's all women. It's in a beautiful pink, uh, like Barbie dream house looking building here. And I am a a tech adjacent. I'm in like a tech adjacent industry, like the SEO world. And the owner here was like, oh, you need to go to Tech Beans, which is where I pitched today. Um, but she was like, it's a little scary. It's typically all men. It's like a very different world. And she mm-hmm. actually took me there and introduced me to everyone I needed to know before I had actually taken the leap and started my own business full time. And I remember being so intimidated in that room, especially when I started going by myself, because I was like a foot shorter than everyone in there. My business cards are like rainbow. <laughs> and I was just like, I do not belong here. And I would just be like, I do SEO. And that's like all I could say. Um, So it was definitely like a very redemptive, uh, exciting time to get to kind of show back up and and be like, here I am. And like, here's here's what I do. And um, I had Little Mermaid memes in my uh, presentation again. I had Taylor Swift memes and my husband was like, maybe you should take those out. Uh, but I was just showing up as myself and like my pink shirt. <laughs> and it was a, it was a really fun moment, but, um, I was very scared and you knew that this morning I was fantasizing about any possible way to get out of doing my pitch. Um, <laughs> Like I took my dog out this morning and was like, if I fell down the stairs, I probably wouldn't have to do my pitch in an hour, which is so terrible. Oh my. I dreamt of just calling and being like, I can't come. (laughs) 
but then I showed up and I did it and the response was great. And I literally ran out of business cards, passing them out. And I've had three people contact me and like want to work together. And so like, it was incredibly beneficial, but it, it is always difficult to, to put yourself out there and actually do the thing that, you know, is going to be beneficial. Well, you were absolutely amazing on there. It was like, you just like beamed confidence. And I walked away just like, I felt like so proud of you because <laughs> I knew you were a bit nervous about it too. I was like, dang, like you nailed it. That was awesome. So, um, kudos to you, but that also, so that was not your first time you've pitched to them. And I believe the first time was actually when you were starting Hello SEO. So diving into that a little bit, can you actually just give us sort of your backstory behind how Hello SEO was founded? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Um, backing up in November of 2020. Uh, so we were all at home. I had someone reach out to me and just ask for SEO help on LinkedIn. I had a full-time job doing SEO at the time, but I had never done it outside of the structure of like, I have a boss and we have these very clear SOPs. And like, this is how you do this job for this very like particular company. Um, and so getting a hold of, of his data and his website, he was uh, an attorney in Atlanta um, and just getting to realize that I knew how to do this on my own. Like that was like the big first like confidence boost that I needed was hearing myself talk to him in Zoom meetings and being like, oh, I actually know what I'm talking about. I did an audit all on my own and like, here's the data and here's how the numbers are improving. And this is awesome. Uh, so that was like a huge step in the right direction. And I was also just like infatuated. <laughs> I feel like that's the wrong word. I loved, uh, him sending me 200 bucks to my Venmo every month <laughs> to do his SEO. I was like, Oh my God, I could make <laughs> money doing this. Um, so that was the real start of hello SEO. And it, uh, it, it was a side hustle for two solid years, I believe until I finally took the leap last October. Um, I'm the primary breadwinner in our family. And we also had just moved to a new state and like bought a house and like made all these big moves. So I needed to replace my entire income before I could take right. the leap. And right. we wanted to have a safety net and savings, which was a lot. It was terrifying. And so in the month of October, I was literally working a full-time job and then also doing Hello SEO full-time to kind of meet in the middle. Um, and it was like maddening and my performance was sucking. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. so I was like, I have to, I have to take the leap. I put in my two weeks notice, which was terrifying, um, <laughs> but it's, it's all worked out. It's been amazing. Was there like a specific day? Like what happened when you're like, okay, today's the day I'm, I'm putting my, it's time, like it's time to start my own business and be my own boss. Yeah. So I, I'm very good at doing this thing where I'm like, okay, I've set a date. I'm going to put my two weeks notice in, in three weeks. So I have five <laughs> weeks left and like have this amazing plan. And then like totally wreck it a week later and be like, actually the Taylor Swift album's coming out on this day in October. And I would love to not have a job that day. So I'm just going to go ahead and put my two weeks notice in then, which was so silly. But I finally wrote up an email to my boss I wrote it up at Femme at the co-working space I work at and then took my computer downstairs to happy hour and was like drinking a cocktail and surrounded by all of my friends when I like hit send. Like everyone was in on no it. Way. And I was so, so scared. Like it wasn't a, like a celebratory moment. It was like, I need a drink to hit this <laughs> button. This is horrifying. 
Um, but then the really cool thing was the day that I was done, like the day I shut my laptop and like sent it back to work um, or to where I previously had worked, I got to pitch my business at the Growth Summit, which is a big entrepreneurial conference here in Columbia. Um, it was very serendipitous that that worked out. I had already put in my two weeks when they had asked me if I wanted to do the pitch. Oh, wow. But it was a really cool way to like close a chapter and open up a new chapter. But I'll also say that my confidence was at like rock bottom the day that I quit my job. I was horrified and like so scared. And I remember being at that conference and like seeing people talking and like being normal and being like, how do you do that? Like, how do you just like talk to people? Oh, like no. literally, how do you do confidence? Like I couldn't figure it out. And I spent the entire conference worried about my pitch, of course. Um, and then when I finally did the pitch, like I have basically no recollection of doing it. <laughs> and it was literally like a minute. Like I had one minute to like do this thing. Um, and it was, it was a true nightmare, but then it was over <laughs> and, I have, and I have photos that I'm sure I will cherish for the rest of my career. <laughs> it was a lot. That is so cool. So like, was there something that helped you do confidence or like what got you through that? Gosh. So what I have realized, even since the last time we did this interview is I think the people around me really affect the way that I see myself. I really thrive off of validation. And when I first started my business, I worked for a company in Atlanta. Um, we did the affiliate marketing and SEO for Business Insider and CNN. It was a big, fancy kind of like first entry level job into SEO. And I absolutely thrived there. Like I loved it. Like all of my coworkers and I got along super well. I like got a promotion my first year there and like the validation and like the, I don't know, the my confidence was like through the roof. And mm -hmm. so when someone was like, Hey, do you want to do my SEO? I was kind of unsure, but I was like, I'll do it. Sure. No problem. Like I'll figure it out. And then I got a new job at a different startup that was incredibly challenging. And like, I really value my time there, but whenever I would give like a report or like present anything, it was like highly critiqued. And mm -hmm. like, I would get kind of in my memory, I'm sure it was a little nicer than this, but I felt like I was constantly just getting berated with questions about right. every single report I was giving and I didn't have the answers. And I just like, just my confidence was just like dwindling over time. So quitting that job, I think was a huge, <laughs> a huge step in the right direction to start rebuilding my confidence. Uh, Cause suddenly I was serving my clients who knew me very well. We had a much better and like more friendly relationship than I did at that job with most of my coworkers. Um, I also had really have really good like analytics and SEO skills. And like it was being very appreciated mm -hmm. for, by my clients. And so over time, just like the constant validation of like, oh, I'm doing a good job, like really, really helped me out. Um, I also went and saw a hypnotherapist, which I, <laughs> I'm aware that you know. Yes. Um, who <laughs> really helped. I, I went in a complete non-believer. I only knew him through my husband. He was my husband's supervisor at the time. Mm -hmm. And we did this like session called the three doors. You might be familiar. I am. Where yes. it, basically, <laughs> it basically breaks you out of your one track mind thinking. And mine was if a client is upset with me in any way or has any sort of feedback for me, 
even if it's just like, oh, I think maybe we should go for this keyword instead of this one. I immediately panic and disassociate and go into fight or flight and like have this whole episode that is completely unnecessary. Um, and that particular like hypnosis basically trained my brain to be like, oh, there are so many different ways you can react in this situation. Like you don't have to be stuck in this rut of panicking whenever anyone is mildly upset with you or literally just like has a different opinion than you. (laughs) (laughs) And that has been incredibly helpful. Oh, I can imagine. That's like, it's almost, it's kind of like another like problem solving tool is actually getting, seeking that help from somebody else, whether it be a coach, a mentor or hypnotherapy. I mean, it's, it's another tool in your toolbox. Right. And that's so cool that you found him and like got and and shared him with me too. But, and many other people I'm certain of, but, you know, outside of, um, working with him and, you know, during this whole process, I know that, uh, obviously community has been a big part of it with FemX. Has there been like specific mentorship as well that you've, um, sought out or have found in the process that's helped you during this journey? 100%. So I have incredible advisors. Their names are Aggie and Christy. Um, I actually met them through them as well. They're not local. They both live in Denver, I believe. Um, but I was connected with them through the owner of them. And I remember having like an intro, like discovery call with Agatha and she laughed like audibly at me for how little I was charging based on the results I was getting for certain clients. She's like, I think you're getting this person a 30,000% return on investment. (laughs) That is crazy. Yes. Wow. In my head still, I was exchanging time for money. So it's Mm. like, well, I'm only working on this for like two or three hours a month. Why would I charge more than whatever? And it's like the ROI and the amount of time it took me to learn how to do what I'm doing is worth more than like the couple hundred bucks I was asking from this person. Um, So she was incredibly helpful in in kind of shifting my mindset in quite a few ways. Um, and she also in that intro was like, okay, well, if we can get you to like, to the point where you can quit your job in a few months, will you actually quit? And I was like, absolutely. And I, I didn't believe that she could do it. And I think she, we met three months prior to me quitting my job, but she delivered above and beyond and we still work together today. Wow. That is amazing too. Um, it reminds me actually, and I'm totally going to butcher this quote and it's, I think it might actually just be a legend from Picasso, but somebody saw him in the courtyard and she asked him to, um, sketch a, a portrait of her. Right. And he gives it to her and charged her like $5,000 and it was like three minutes to make. And she says, but it only took you three minutes. He's like, no, it took a lifetime. Yeah. Right. And so you've been building that skill. And so looking at like, not just the time, but the actual like value of what you are worth. That's so like a powerful concept to like wrap your head around, but it's probably hard to actually do that. And so having somebody to advise you and make you realize that too, and then feel confident to do so. Right. Um, that's really cool. (laughs) Right. And also like I had not experienced an ROI at that point personally, like I did not have like business expenses to invest in like marketing channels and things like that. And now I realize like I will 100% invest whatever if I know that it's going to turn around and like come back to me. Like if if someone's like, oh yeah, well 100%, you know, if you can promise something like this, you'll get a 300% return on investment. If you invest as much money, I'd be like, sure, why not? Like it's, <laughs> it's not 
difficult for business owners to make that call if you're actually skilled in what you do and you can convey that to them. Like you can convey the value of what you do. Um, so yeah. Very cool. So we're approaching almost in a year of Hello SEO being founded. Is that right? Yes. Can you tell me how it's going? Because I I think I saw it was last week or two weeks ago. You've got quite a few employees under you now too. Yeah. So Hello SEO has existed in like some capacity, I guess, since November 2020. I I got the LLC in August of 2021. So I guess we technically just celebrated two years, but it's... I quit my job in October. Got so it. that okay, was like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. it went from like side hustle to, to, to real situation then. And yes, I have since had to hire a team, which I was not expecting to like, do. Congratulations. Thank, thank <laughs> you. That happened way faster than I expected. And also introduced a whole new realm of challenges to owning a business because suddenly it's not just me. It's a whole group of people and I need to support them and also lead them. Mm-hmm. And also pay them, which is all, <laughs> a lot. all very scary. Yeah. yeah. And so how is that going? Is it like, um, are there, what, what sort of challenges do you, are you facing right now? Or is it like, what is, what's it going, how's it going so far? Okay. So the first big challenge is finding the right people. Um, luckily, I was able to do trials with most people and just kind of see who was a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um and I have landed on such a great team. It took way longer than I wanted it to. I think there was like six months of trial and error and like figuring things out. But luckily, I've landed on a solid team who I can depend on for just about anything. And then the next big challenge was what to give them and like what to delegate mm. out. Yeah. Because it became really easy to delegate a lot out because they're so dependable and they're so great. But some things, of course, still need to come from me. Um, like where, where is like the right things to, to pass on and like, what should I keep for myself? Um, they are also especially like interested in building the business. Most of them have their own businesses as well. And then we all kind of like collaborate in the middle a bit. Uh, so we're kind of all growing together, which is super exciting. Um, and we're always trying out different things. I have a digital PR specialist on the team who's always happy to like pick up extra stuff and like we're we're pulling email addresses and we're going to try to do some cold emailing soon Ooh, which fun. intimidates me to death uh but we'll see how that goes that is awesome well if you if you ever want some uh guidance on that i'm happy to uh talk offline you know you and i have talked a bit about the scarcity abundance mindset before and i know that was something you experienced i think when you were trying to make that transition from corporate to uh founding or leaving, right? Um, Do you mind talking a little bit about that? So there's just something about having a full-time job that feels stable and like having health insurance. And like my husband was on my health insurance. So like I I felt especially like I needed to keep all of this together. Um, And it turned out that that like just wasn't true at all. That was like a weird discovery I had to have after taking the leap. Um, Was A, you can just buy your own health insurance and it still works. That's (laughs) get your own IRA and save for retirement. Like you don't need these things that I think jobs really want to make it seem like you're kind of like tied to us because you you have to have these things. Right. Um, and, and in my first month out, so November, I ended up making a couple thousand more than like my original like old paychecks and was just like, oh, this is like a totally different world. 
Um, we were definitely still a little bit stuck in the scarcity mindset. We love to save aggressively and, and I'm kind of not mad about that. <laughs> like that's fine if we want to keep that yeah. up, but especially when it comes to growing the business, I realized that if I, I can't just keep shoving all of my extra revenue in my like personal savings account and expect the business to grow. Like mm-hmm. it's taken investment to, to keep kind of like bolstering and, and growing. Um, so the challenge right now is kind of making the choice on like, where do I invest versus where do I just hoard all of my money in a savings account? During this whole process and journey and climb that you're on, which has been so credible to see, have there been moments where you've questioned, um, the direction? Have you had any feelings of self-doubt? Um, you know, what were those moments if you have, and, and how did you get over them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I have realized after 11 months of doing this, that it's literally cyclical and I'm guessing it's hormonal. Mm. Um, it's like one week out of every month. I'm like, I want to burn this whole thing to the ground. I don't even know if SEO is real. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like existential crisis. (laughs) Like I don't, what am I doing? Like just the worst thoughts ever. And then like two weeks later, I'll be like, this is the best. Like, I'm so good at this. And like, everything's amazing. Uh, And then I guess for the other two weeks, I'm just like normal, (laughs) like in a normal space. But it also happens on like a weekly basis. I've noticed every Monday, I just can't stop working. Like I get so anxious, I guess about the week, or maybe it's like the Sunday scaries are just like, like they've, they were all pent up and they're just exploding out. But it's like every Monday I will find myself just working until like 9 p.m. And I'm like, I have to stop. Like there's nothing due. Like why can't – like I literally cannot stop. Um, (laughs) And then I do not have that issue on Fridays. Like Mm. by the end of the week I'm like, we're done. It's great. That's too funny. Uh, So I think (laughs) to answer your question, I I definitely deal with self-doubt. But I think – being mindful of it and then realizing that it isn't real or, oh, this just happens every Monday or every Sunday night. I'll have like a total panic attack about something. <laughs> um, just realizing that like, it's just kind of where your mind goes. I can kind of put it to the side and just keep working. Um, managing my time was a really big challenge when I suddenly didn't have a job or a manager or anyone telling me what to do. And literally creating my Google calendar and putting on exactly what I needed to do that day to feel fulfilled and feel like caught up and feel like I'm supporting everyone was really helpful as well. So just like knowing exactly what the next eight hours of my life is going to look like and like what I'm actually going to get done, like took a lot of the pressure off as well. Yeah. It's one of those things I actually heard, um, from, I think it was from Tim Ferriss in the five hour work week, a question he asked himself that I now like have hanging up on my wall here is, um, you know, are you being productive or are you just being active? Ooh. And so once I like realized that I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm just being active right now. And like, and so I started to block off time on my calendar to really like actually help make sure that I'm being productive with the time that I have. And that way also you might, fit more into your day and be able to end earlier and have that sort of work-life balance that I've been trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I have also realized like the majority of what I do requires deep work. Mm. You're familiar with like that concept. Yep. Weirdly, I do my best deep work at coffee shops. I don't know why. It seems like that would be the last place that I should be able to do it. 
But if I'm in my like silent office and I'm just trying to work, I will get absolutely nothing done. It's great for meetings and like podcast recordings and things like that. But when I can just block off like four hours that I don't have to like be talking to anyone, I can just work in silence and get like a week's worth of work done. That is very interesting. I've never heard that before. <laughs> About the coffee but, shop? Yeah. <laughs> but it was explained why you also like to work at FEM and have like that community around you too. It probably is just like sort of energizing maybe. Yes. Yeah. I have become extroverted at some point in my like business career. And if I like have a spare moment and I'm in my office, I know I have like eight friends downstairs and it's impossible to not <laughs> wander downstairs and see what everyone else is doing. That is so fun. I need to just come by sometime because I'm only a block away from you ladies. I so I will, I will come and swing by. Um, speaking of, actually, I guess we were not speaking of this, but I wanted to um, ask you because obviously you're so passionate about what you do and you really are obviously as well, very good at it. Um, when we spoke the other day, you, um, were talking about like who you are currently working with, but who you love working with is slightly different. And to, and these are typically women, right? Can you explain more about why it is you like working with them and what the difference is and, and that sort of thing? Yeah. I think at this phase in my life, who I'm connecting with and networking with and like having a lot of fun, just being friends with, are predominantly women and then like women who also own businesses because I want to get involved in everyone else's business and like get super excited with them. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of just how I make friends now is like through networking and all that stuff. And so of course, these are the people that I see every day and I want to be serving them. Um, and, And really, I love working with people who have just started their businesses or they have this like incredible idea and we can use SEO as a way to do market research and do all these fun things. Um, the challenge has come a few times where like they can invest a tiny bit into SEO. Like they can do a power hour. We can kind of brainstorm different ideas, but when it comes to long-term contracts, that's just like not where they're at yet. Um, and, and so then it comes to be a challenge of like, well, what should my pricing be? What should my offering be? Like how much good can I really do if I lower my prices to this point? Like, you know, who like, I don't know, would I eventually become resentful if I was like not charging enough for my services just to work with certain people and all those kinds of challenges? Well, I guess that kind of one of those, um, the ways that you've solved that almost, or it looks like it when we went to that, you did a workshop, um, at Fem the other day and there was, I don't know how many of us there were, but you could see us all like obsessively taking notes and learning from that hour long workshop, which was super cool to see people so engaged. I mean, who would have thought SEO was um, and en- no offense an engaging <laughs> workshop to go to, but it's so exciting the way that you've, that you talk about it and you share, you know, a lot of your posts include either little mermaid, like today, um, Taylor Swift, of course, are so much fun. Um, I saw one with American girl dolls the other day, which was also <laughs> like got nostalgia to the max Barbie too. So I don't know you do a really good job of engaging with, um, women on this specifically who are building their businesses and it's really cool and inspiring to see. So I, I appreciate you for talking our language, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sharing things that like, um, you know, it just makes it fun. It's not as intimidating as it may come off to be. Right. And that's definitely something I, I've been trying to convey from the beginning of starting my business. SEO is a very male dominated world. And also it can be very gatekeepy for a lack of a better word. 
because like if if I'm not sitting there doing it in front of you, you have no idea what I'm doing. Like it's not social media where you're seeing posts go up. Like I do believe there are quite a few SEO agencies out there that are doing virtually nothing and then taking your money and oh not feeling yeah. bad about it at all. Uh, and so I think that women especially are less likely to invest in SEO because they want to know what's going on. The people they're talking to are clearly not giving them all the answers. I can't tell you how many people have come to me and been like, okay, so I was working with this other SEO person. I don't think they've done anything. Can you look into it and tell me? Oh no. And I'm never trying to throw another SEO person under the bus, but I will be like, somehow you don't have a single backlink <laughs> to your website or something like that. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they're not doing anything, but like, uh, so coming up with a way to be transparent, to speak the language. And, and of course, women don't need Taylor Swift to understand SEO, but no. like, it makes it making fun, it more, yeah, making it more fun, making it feel a little bit more accessible, I think has, has gone a long way to help me out. Yeah. And, and I didn't mean like speaking our language just as, um, that we will only listen to Taylor Swift or Barbie, but in right. the sense that like, I look at posts about SEO, on LinkedIn and it's just so dry and, and just something that like, I just glaze over because I don't understand it. Whereas I see this and it just like, you do a really good job of conveying what it means and why it's important. Um, SEO is everywhere, you know, it's such a buzzword in so many ways. And obviously it's, it kind of aligns with, um, building thought leadership and authority and owning your voice. Right. But, um, I don't know, again, you just do it in a really cool way. So, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And that was also a little bit inspired by my own experience of getting into SEO. I basically just decided one day that I wanted to, to be an SEO analyst after being a content writer for SEO agencies. Uh, and I was like, how do you even start learning mm -hmm. this? Like there aren't just clear like courses, at least there weren't eight years ago. There was a few podcasts, but they were all like insider baseball type podcasts about SEO. Like it's, SEO podcast for SEO people. And so it's like, I, I, like, I can't even like enter this world. Like I have no idea where to even start. Um, and so I kept thinking even then, like when I figure this out, I'm going to create a way to help people learn this easier yeah, and especially help women learn this. Cause like, I don't know the exact number, but I'm sure it's like, you know, only 10% of SEO people are, are women or identify yeah. as women. Well, and so being in a fully like a 90% male dominated field, what made you want to go into SEO exactly? Like it's it, like, did you feel welcomed in the community? Is there an SEO community even? Like, what does that look like? So there actually is an incredible SEO community. I didn't know about this when I started. And what's really funny is there's, there's a lot of people like crowding the SEO space. You'll often see them with like signs that say like SEO is dead. And like, they're trying to sell like <laughs> weird stuff. Uh, but when you actually get to the experts in SEO, mm -hmm. it's an incredibly inclusive space. Oh, it's cool. full of very friendly people. And if I had known that eight years ago, I might've had a slightly easier time. But when you're just like Googling and like trying to get on, like look at podcasts and things like that, you often aren't finding like the true experts who are doing like the really great work in the field. Um, but as far as getting into it, I have a degree in literature I was a content writer. I was doing a lot of freelance work. And a lot of the work I was doing was for SEO agencies or for people who wanted SEO optimized blog posts. And I remember one of the first ones I wrote, the title 
was supposed to be a best dog brush for Husky, which is not (laughs) English. And then they wanted that incorporated into the blog like 80 times or something. Like it was just an absolute mess. And that is something you used to get away with, but not anymore. Uh, but I, I became very interested in the world. Um, I Googled what an SEO analyst salary was in Atlanta when I was like 23 and was like, oh my God, like I was just so like in love with that number, even though it was, it was an entry level salary <laughs> that seemed very romantic at the time. And so I, I really did just put all of my eggs in one basket and I was just like, I'm going to learn SEO, which is a very weird choice. Um, for someone who knew nothing about digital marketing at all, <laughs> but I'm really happy that I went for it. I feel like it could have been very easy to get distracted and be like, oh, I'm going to do social or, you know, do all marketing or like kind of unniche myself. <laughs> but I, I stuck with SEO, got super into it. I also have always been someone, especially in my younger days, speaking of really loving validation. I just really wanted people to think I was smart. I really wanted to identify as a woman in tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I guess I can be a woman in tech adjacent. But I loved the idea of getting into data and like all those big buzzwords of eight years ago. And while those are no longer my like clear motivations of like, I need to be recognized as smart. Um, I really wish that that's all I cared about. But uh, that, that's kind of what drove me initially. That is so cool. I love it. What advice would you give to Jade of eight years ago when she was going into this? Um, Do you have any pieces of advice or or nuggets of gold that you'd like to tell her? (laughs) I think about her all the time. And I mostly think about her when I am about to pitch to like a, a big group of people in tech and am like dreading it or like don't want to do it for one reason or another. And I think about how she would be losing her mind at the opportunity to do something like that, like to be featured on a podcast. She would be (laughs) freaking out that I got invited (laughs) to do something like this. And I have to remember, like, I've come a really long way. And it's, it's like every single thing that I get to do now is my dream of eight years ago. Like, I live in a cute little house and I have an awesome husband and like we have a corgi named Loaf. Like she would have lost it. Uh, (laughs) And I, I don't know, like there was a phase of my life that I like low key hated, but I like rode my bike to work every day. I had like a rose gold bike and I would ride it to work and then like sit in a coffee shop and like write blogs for people. And I would be thinking even then, like she would be stoked. (laughs) Like I need to calm down and just live my life for me eight years ago. Um, but advice wise, that's a great question. And how lengthy do we want to get into this? I mean, as lengthy as you want, I'd love to hear. I think, um, many of our listeners probably are in that place right now of, um, either not sure where they want to go, what they want to do. Maybe they're in corporate hoping to start their own business and take that side hustle to full fledged, you know, having their own employees. So I'm sure there are so many, um, things you've learned along the way that we could all learn from. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the real story is that baby Jade had a very severe eating disorder that I did not know that I had. And I had had it for the majority of my life. And my life was absolutely run 
by anxiety, which is like kind of hard to even talk about now. I used to be sitting in meetings and not be able to pay attention because I would be having a full-blown flashback or have like gone into some sort of like anxious state about something that had happened 10 years prior and like could not get it together. And somehow I still was managing to kind of like claw up the the SEO world. I had landed that job in Atlanta that I was super proud of. And two weeks into it, had this like revelation because I had like read a book that I had a really, really bad eating disorder. Like I was eating around four to 500 calories a day, constantly Mm -hmm. threatened. Like I would be near passing out every single day. And I also rode my bike to work. So I was like running on fumes constantly and just like completely drenched in like trauma that was unresolved all the time. And I ended up dedicating a lot of that first year at that job to getting better. And like, thank God, like I was investing the majority of my paycheck at the time to going to therapy. One thing that I'm like, why did I do this? Is like, I should have taken off time and like gone to treatment, like an actual person. (laughs) Yeah. But weirdly, my imposter syndrome was like, oh, I'm not sick enough to do that. (laughs) So I worked the whole time that I was in treatment, (laughs) which is like so, so ironic, but like we made it. Um, And so like getting better and and clearing up my brain is the only reason that I'm even capable of worrying about the things I worry about now. And that's something my husband and I reflect on all the time. It's like, sometimes I'm like, I, how would I have managed to like run a business while I was like, unable to like function fully. Like how, how would I have been able to do this if I was still not eating enough food and like having low blood sugar every single day? And I finally realized like, I just wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have even had the opportunity. I wouldn't have been able to make it this far. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation with you. Um, and so like really taking care of the things that are going on with you is like the biggest advice that I can give anyone, but definitely the advice I would give me a few years ago is like, eat some food, <laughs> like go to therapy, yeah. work all of this out. And like, you will have no idea, like your life will excel like dramatically. Yeah. Wow. Well, Jade, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I'm Number one, grateful that you are doing better now and and that's in your past life, but, um, it's really hard to share these types of things. And I, and that's, um, thank you for, for giving us that story. Um, I'm sure, uh, other people can relate to that, unfortunately. And it's one of those things too. We are constantly in this, you know, hustle mindset, or we have to get to that next thing and constantly going, 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 needing to prove ourselves or, you know, um, whatever it is, even imposter syndrome, as you're saying, like, uh, you can't get anything done if you're not well yourself. Right. It's just, or it'll take you much, much longer and you'll crash and burn. Right. Like the number one Mm -hmm. thing you have to be focusing on is making sure that you are healthy and well and taken care of in order to actually take care of other people. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the, the gas mask thing on planes. Like you have to put your breathing mask on before you can like put it on someone else. But in this scenario, it's like you have to take care of kind of like the foundation Mm -hmm. before you can start building upon it. 
Right. And like the thing that was weird is like I was high functioning then. I was I was very like high achieving, high anxiety before as well. I still am that way. But I would like pride myself in not taking care of myself or mm-hmm. like at the expense of work. I'd be like, I'm not going to eat until I have applied for like this many jobs or like these crazy things that I thought were positive. And in the world we live in, being a perfectionist and kind of like the hustle culture we've created can often glorify being really like inappropriately hard on yourself. Yeah. And close this up a little bit. Do you have any, um, you know, words of wisdom to those who might be considering Absolutely. taking that and leap of starting of all, their own business. I'm so honored that you showed up this morning. I didn't know you were, but yeah, words to anyone who are considering taking the leap. I would recommend just doing it. I know that's like really difficult advice. Create a plan and then do it. I guess I would say like, don't quit your job tomorrow with no backup and no savings and all that kind of stuff. Like take care of what needs to be taken care of. But especially if you're doing something that's service-based where you have clients, you're far more likely to get fired from your job and lose all of your income at once than you are to get fired by like 20 clients in a day and lose your income. Like it's actually a safer bet. And also it's so much more rewarding and so much more fun. And you're building something that you own and have equity in instead of just working for someone else. So if that's something that's on your mind or something you're considering, absolutely go for it. Pursue it for sure. Yeah, for sure. I am on Instagram at Jade from Hello SEO. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jade Pruitt, founder of Hello SEO. Pretty straightforward. The website is helloseo.com. Really fun ways to get started are to submit a report card. You'll get instant access to your current SEO stats. But the more fun part is then I will make you a video explaining all of your stats to you. So you don't have to worry about understanding all these random words that show up on a report card. Uh, You'll get some really fun insights that way. I also offer a power hour. It's $1.99. You get a full hour of SEO help. Like you literally pass your sign-ins over to me and I will implement SEO on your website for an hour. And the results are like amazing. Like it's definitely worth the the investment. Um, Yeah, I would love to hear from you. Very cool. Well, thank you again, Jade, so much. I appreciate you and, and I cannot wait to see you probably next week. 